This is a True Foundations podcast. Real time, real life, real answers. Now today, I want to talk about something different. This is a one-off. I don't know if you have watched the service for Prince Philip. I found it very moving and it caused me to think about things. And I don't know a great deal about him. In fact, the things that I do know I've learned fairly recently. We know that he was an outspoken man, a very strong individual, but his childhood was traumatic. Of course, he came from a privileged background. Nevertheless, his trauma was real and he made choices in his life. He did not let that trauma define him. It didn't hold him back and he accomplished a great deal. He was an extremely remarkable man. He had influence in lots of areas. Of course, he wasn't in government, the place of power, if you like, but his influence nevertheless was widespread. He had a particular interest for young people. And above everything, it is clear that he recognized, he acknowledged God. And I think in that, there is great wisdom. Uh, to fear the Lord in the right way is the beginning of all wisdom. And so I began to think about something that Daniel said way back in Old Testament days. Now here it is. Let me read this to you. You'll find it in the second chapter of Daniel. May the name of God be praised forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I offer thanks and praise to you, God of my fathers, because you have given me wisdom and power. And now you have let me know what we asked of you, for you have let us know the king's mystery. He was an interpreter of dreams. That is a very, very significant passage. It's an issue of who is really in control. And so we look around and we see society for what it is. And we do not know all the ins and outs behind the scenes. There are many people of power and people of influence. And some of those people are very foolish people. Some of them are tyrants. Some of them are there because of self-interest. And yet there are others who have integrity. And they are there because they honestly seek to do something that is good and beneficial for people at large. And here we have it. Daniel got this. He understood completely. He was in the presence of a powerful powerful king who had life and death within his power and God had placed him right there in the center of things. So the king was a man of power, Daniel was a man of influence and God gave both their place. These are some of the things that we should think about. Of course it's not all straightforward. We don't know the ins and outs of everybody that's in influence or in power there are levels of power and of influence, but I do know this, that there is a world scene where men and women do their thing and what they do 
has impact often upon millions of people. And the tendency for people in power, especially those who uh, like power for its own sake, is to ignore God and they think it's all their own doing. But the reality is God is sovereign and above all. The way he works is not always clear, but we have evidence in the Bible of individuals that he raised up and individuals that he put down. Some were extremely powerful, uh, some were just influential. Nevertheless, they influenced the people of power. So, for example, Esther, she was one. God placed her right at the very centre of the court so that she could influence the king to save the lives of many. Then, of course, uh, there was that man, Nebuchadnezzar. What a powerful ruler he was. And he did not acknowledge God, so God put him down. And he suffered for a period of time from insanity. He behaved like an animal. It's a medically known condition. It's called lycanthropy. People who believe themselves to be animals. He was put down, humiliated. But then when he turned and acknowledged God, he was raised up again. Then there was that man, Herod who was opposed to the things of God. And God sent an angel and struck him down and he died. God is quite capable of doing these things. There was that man Joseph. What a great man he was. He came from virtually nothing. He came from a pit and God raised him up to be the most influential man in the kingdom. There are many stories of people like this and we can come to more modern times and think of a man like Wilberforce who had power and influence in British government and did much for the poor and especially in emancipation of slaves. Uh, there was that remarkable woman, Florence Nightingale, who did so much for the nursing profession and so on. We can think of many. But what we have to recognise is this. We look around and sometimes it is a confusing mess. And you wonder why, why is that person still in control? They're not up to the task or they're just downright evil. Why is it that we don't have more godly people in those places? It is not always easy to understand, but God is behind the scenes. And we know, for example, from the history of Israel, that God's purpose was to raise up a man to be king and to lead the nation to lead them in God's ways. And the king that they asked for, of course, was Saul. He was not God's man, but he let them have him anyway. And so when we think of the sovereignty of God, God behind the scenes, he raises up, he puts down, he changes seasons and times. Often he lets us have our way. Uh, you could say in some circumstances we get what we ask for, in others, you could say, we get what we deserve. But nevertheless, God is behind the scenes and he is working out his purposes. And he uses even the wicked in order to bring about his good purposes in salvation. The overcoming of evil, which we know, was dealt with at the cross and ultimately when Christ comes 
It's all done with. It's all gone. Now, here is the really interesting thing that I think we should focus upon. And it's a statement that Daniel made. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Well, of course, that's quite proper, but he doesn't say anything about the foolish. He doesn't say anything about the rebellious. He doesn't say anything about the tyrant because one day the tyrant, he'll be passed. He'll be finished. He will come under the judgment and wrath of God. And here is a wonderful enduring principle that I think we can apply right across the board. And whether we understand national and international affairs, uh, whether we understand uh, the people who have great influence, uh, the ability to destroy society, the ability to enhance society, raise it up to a higher level. Whether we understand exactly those things, whether we recognize what it is that God is doing, there is something that we can absolutely come on board with. And I think we can apply this not just to those in power and not just to those with great influence. We can apply it to each and every one of us in our place so that we might have the influence that is possible for us in our own sphere, even though it might be small. And it should cause us to think about how we live our lives, the outworking of it, and how that impacts others. He gives wisdom to the wise, knowledge to those who have understanding. Now, one of the great things that we read of in the New Testament is a statement by James. If you ask for wisdom, you will get it. Of course, there is an underlying factor here. You've got to be in the right position. In a sense, uh, your approach comes from a place of already being wise. You fear God. You desire to do what is right and good. Uh, you love righteousness. And so coming from that place, which is a good place, we recognize our lack and we ask, Lord, will you give me wisdom? And he will. I cannot think of many things that you can say that God will do for you if you ask him. He will give you salvation if you ask him. Of course, uh, you need to come in repentance and faith. You need to know who God is. You need to know what Christ has done. Of course, he will give you that. There are many things that we ask for. Do we ask for wisdom? Because some of the things that we ask for, we will not get. But if we ask for wisdom, it's one of the best things. It is what we need to lead our lives in a fallen world. It is what we need to have influence in the society where we live. And in wisdom, things get revealed to us accurately. It is no longer just a perception of the way things are. It is not some kind of opinion regarding the way of society, of culture. It is not some political kind of idea. It is 
How does God see things? Well, that's exactly what Daniel was asking for. The king had had a dream and Daniel was there. He was the man to interpret it. Uh, what was he interpreting? He was interpreting what God was showing to him. Hidden things, they are brought into the light. And the very foundation of true power in this life comes when we acknowledge God, we recognize that we don't know it all, we understand that whatever is going on, even if we can't understand it, we've got information, but we need understanding. We have opinion, but we need wisdom. And so we ask, Lord, let me see, let me be wise. And then from that place, we understand what is actually taking place. And in that understanding, there is power. Now, some people think information is power, but what if it is not accurate? What it is merely something that is presented according to an agenda? You see, knowledge is given to those with understanding. We have to come from a place where we are receiving the right information, the correct interpretation from God himself. Then we understand. Then we become wise. And from that place, we live well. We have real impact and influence in the place where we are. Not many will be counted amongst the kings, the rulers, the leaders. Not many uh, will be accounted amongst those with great influence because of who they are, their position, their profile. There's no doubt about it. Prince Philip was able to accomplish some of the things that he did because of his privilege and his position. But privilege and position of itself guarantees absolutely nothing. What he accomplished was because of the kind of man he was. And I think above all, the fact that in spite of the trend, he was a man who acknowledged God. If we are to accomplish anything at all in this life, I think we should just step back a little. Take stock, examine, what have I done so far? I have this time on earth and I, that's in God's hands. I have this place here. What have I done with my time? What have I done with the fact that God has saved me? And so we are honest with ourselves and we come from a place of seeking to understand accurately. We come from a place where we want to finish well, where we do not want to fall behind, uh, where we, on the day when we stand before the Lord, we do not regret because we didn't do this or we should have done that. We can stand in a place where our life has been given over to the sovereign Lord who has all things in his hand and that he is able to rise up and he is able to cast down. He is able to take the humble and make them influential. He is able to save the powerful and make them as nothing. We are in his hand. We belong to him. 
and if we will come in humility, having considered, having put our house in order, we come and we ask, Lord, give me understanding, make me wise, and in the place where I am, do not let me fail in having the influence for the kingdom of God that you would have me to be. Amen. Thank you for joining us. True Foundations is headed by David J. Jones, a preacher and teacher of the Word of God. His passion is to help individual Christians discover their true identity in Christ and to learn how grace operates in their lives. Currently residing in Canada, he is taught in both North America and the UK and has listeners all over the world. If you have questions about anything you've heard today, please email us at info at truefoundations.ca. Or for more information on True Foundations resources, please visit our website at truefoundations.ca.